The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30 for 30% off an entire year of BetQL. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd's $8,000 March Madness contest is heating up. Don't forget to enter your picks and see all their free contests. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. So make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament for the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for the winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. So pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 play. That's BetterEdge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. Okay, and welcome everyone to a Monday evening edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, ZB, Zach Broner. We are coming off the uh, Monday March Madness this year, so we know everyone is caught up with the NCAA. want to bring you guys back to NBA Universe, and uh, with me as always on Mondays and Wednesdays is Munaf. Munaf, how you doing, bro? Doing well, man. Gotten caught up with the March Madness. It seems like that... Uh... NBA is kind of taking a back seat here, but uh, we're going to keep the ship riding here. Yeah, 100%. I think it was kind of a sneaky, a lot going on in the NBA over the, over the, over the weekend when no one was really yeah. tuned in. And there's nowhere else other to start than in Los Angeles where Sham Sharania is reporting that LeBron James may, will, will miss several weeks here. Um, coming down, the, the, I don't really know how much time is left in the regular season. It sounds like he could be out until maybe the first round of the playoffs. Um, so absolutely massive. I'm pulling up the odds here to see the market reaction. But what was your reaction to uh, hearing that LeBron James news? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm taking it on both cheeks here. Uh, first of all, I have a uh, regular season win total on Lakers getting over the 46 and a half win. So that's almost going down in the toilet. And then uh, I had LeBron James to win the MVP. So not feeling good about it. It kind of sucks, especially right, for Scott, the Lakers. Here we go I mean, with the, you know, as a, as, pre-rolls, as some of the Lakers the fans, rolls, they're hurting, you know, with Anthony Davis being out and now LeBron James are two of your best players going out. But, um, you know, I think it'll be good enough for them to get into the playoffs. And, you know, I think we mentioned this on locker room on Fridays that, it's not going to matter what seed the Lakers end up in. You know, if you get a healthy um, Anthony Davis and a LeBron James back, you always have a chance with those two guys. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it goes both ways, right? Because I still, like you said, I, I would probably take them in any playoff series in the Western Conference at this point. Yeah. But, you know, you also look at this team and they just – how are they going to win games without LeBron? I mean, it really makes you realize that this – Lakers team, it can feel like a super te- a super team at times, but it's really just LeBron and AD at the end of the day in terms of guys that can carry you to get wins. So, you know, I think that is you not only hate to make it about Brooklyn, but that shows why you get that third star so you can still win as many games as you want in the regular season. But, yeah, I mean, obviously 10-point dogs to the Suns last night on the road, lose by 17 um, mm-hmm. in a game that they were down by 15 at the half. So re- yeah. really bad early returns from the Lakers, Sons, their two superstars. And, you know, how far could they fall in the standings is really the question. But, again, I mean, it doesn't – it's so crazy. It doesn't really matter that much. You look at the market reaction to uh, the Lakers, still the favorite to win the West and still the second favorite to the Brooklyn Nets to win the, the national championship. Or not, not national NBA championship. What am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> we're caught up in March Madness, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, right now they're sitting at what 28, uh, 28 and fifteen. They're the three seed uh, in the Western Conference right now. So it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks here for for the Lakers. And if we kind of take a look at their schedule, uh, let me put it up here real quick. They have the. They have the Sixers, and then they have, okay, I think two two teams that they can beat with the talent that they do have in Cleveland and Orlando. And then they have Milwaukee, Sacramento. So, I mean, you know, if they can kind of ride the ship here, maybe play 500 basketball with the guys that they do have, I think this is a time for Montrezl Harrell. And I'm really looking for to see what Kyle Kuzma can do now. I think it's his time to kind of flow. And, and, you know, kind of live up to the hype that we've kind of been waiting for, for Kuzma. And then I think, um, you know, with, with Shooter, I think those three guys, I think they can, if they can play 500 basketball till they get Anthony Davis and or LeBron James back, I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think they will. They will end up being okay. Um, where do you want to go next? There's a lot of. There, I'm, I'm pulling up the uh, Re- Real GM rumor tracker right now. But where do you want to go next in terms of news and catching up? Yeah, let's we can cover uh, Lamelo Ball real quick. I know we we're um, he yes. broke the news on the Slack channel that he's gone with a fractured wrist. Man, that's a that's a that's a blow for all the Lamelo Ball fans. I mean, he was one of the great players, the young rookies that we love watching. You know, this guy was doing it all for the Hornets. He stepped up into the starting lineup for them, and for him to go down with injury and then. it's most likely a season-ending injury. But man, that that just kind of sucks, and it really shifted the uh rookie of the year odds too now anthony edwards is the overwhelming favorite in that um for that award so i know you've been a guy that's been riding the hornets i mean what did you think about the injury and how it affects the hornets now yeah i mean i think the hornets are a team that i'm downgrading right now in the short term i i thought lamella ball was you know, absolutely outstanding this year in his rookie year. So obviously when you look at the rookie of the year campaign, I I still think he's probably done enough to win it. I think it was interesting last night seeing the market commotion. And it's like, I feel like, you know, Anthony Edwards has been definitely playing a lot better as of late, but he does still need to do more in my eyes, continue this level to make it be a conversation at the end of the year. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting how people kind of respond to that. 
But in terms of the Hornets at large, yeah, I'm sitting on a ticket for them plus 350 to make the playoffs. I don't think that looks likely anymore. I mean, Indiana starting to sneaky play a little bit better. Chicago right there. Um, I expect the Hornets to fall off. I mean, this is kind of, I guess, what people thought their team was going to be at the beginning of the year with, you know, Devontae Graham and Rozier and Gordon Hayward kind of getting back to that. So, you know, losing LaMelo is tough. Luckily, they have more depth in the backcourt than they do in the frontcourt. Um, yep. But, yeah, you're looking at guy. I know you mentioned Devontae Graham as someone you're targeting with player perhaps coming up here. Yeah. I think that um, – I think Hornets still do have a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, like we mentioned about their guard depth with – you know, they got Devontae Graham back, which is big for them, and you still have Malik Monk. You still have Gordon Hayward, who's having a great season. You know, you still have Terry Rozier if he doesn't get traded. I mean, we've been seeing his name being – circulated in trade rumors but i think the guard depth is enough for them i think they do need to get some front court help um i don't think bismarck biombo and uh cory zeller are the answers there so i did see rumors that the hornets were interested in getting miles turner but i mean at this point you know in that seventh through even from five to eight those teams are separated by one game and the Pacers and the Bulls and even the Raptors are, you know, it's two and a half games that kind of separates them. So, I mean, if they catch a little fire here and they, they can, you know, if Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier step up for them and they play well, I mean, there's still a chance for the Hornets to make it into the playoffs. I'm, I don't think they're going to make any noise, but then just for the sake of your ticket, I think if they get, in, get into the playoffs, uh, I think there's a chance for that. Yeah, there there definitely still is a chance. I think I would take the Indiana over them. Chicago kind of still remains to be seen, especially because, like you said, Chicago is a team. You know, everything could change here at the trade deadline, depending on what direction any of these teams want to go. Especially, like, are you are you going to chase the playing game or not? Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that definitely a tough injury for Charlotte, but um, and and one you know Lamelo is one of my favorite players. I want to uh, go up a little bit here in these standings, and I think we, it's time to uh, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. That was yeah. a team that that was a team that we that we were targeting on the uh, second half preview show. What have you seen from the Hawks? Obviously, eight straight wins since uh, promoting Nate McMillan now up to the four spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and that's that's been it, right? Promoting Nate Mil- McMillan into that uh, head coaching role. And there's been, you know, speculation and, and kind of that rumors that, hey, if they kind of continue this success, that they're going to offer him the full the full time head coaching uh, position and take that kind of that interim tag off. So um, we talked about this in the in when we did the second half preview is that Atlanta Hawks were going to be a team to kind of look out for because they were getting their their players back from injury. Um, and there was so much talent on this team at every single level, the front court, the shooters, the guard depth, uh, the role players that they have on this team. I mean, there there was I was listening to another podcast and they were saying when Lloyd Lloyd Pierce was the was the coach, I think eleven times they had the lead going into the final six minutes of the game. And they lost all of those games. So even if they were six and five, I think they would be sitting, I think, one game or one and a half game out of that one seat in the Eastern Conference. So that's really interesting to kind of think about. But um, yeah, man, I mean, Trey Young and all the pieces that they have there, I, I want to see this team get into the playoffs. And I think they're playing really well right now. Um, I believe they do have a game tonight. Um, At the Clippers. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Interesting game. Obviously, they got the W over the Lakers without. I think that was a game where LeBron left with the injury. So, yep. um, yeah, this is a team to look out for here in the second second half. And then 
and they're showing you what seven straight wins now. So um, I'm excited to watch this Atlanta Hawks team. Yeah. I mean, I, I think hundred percent that they've been great. I think when you look at the schedule, you know, like you said, I really want to see how they look against the Clippers tonight. I don't think they beat a single playoff team in this win streak other than the Lakers Um, and the Lakers obviously kind of had that shell shocked, um, you know, kind of vibe after, um, Brown got hurt, obviously, but you know, you look at this Hawks team. You know, they're eight, they're now up to ninth in net rating over the course of the entire season. You know, we we no longer have to filter NBA.com for the last five games to have the Hawks show up in the top five. You know, they're they're yeah. creeping up there, and so and now you look at, I mean, in the on this eight game winning streak, they are second in net rating, and what's most impre- impressive to me is second in defense. So you know, Nate McMillan really does have these guys bought in. Clint Capella is someone I want to shout out. You know, he, he's been hooping all year, and that looks like a really good pickup for them. Um, you know, he was obviously injured coming over from Houston, now kind of coming into his role with Trey and with John Collins. I mean, this is a team that has also been in a lot of trade rumors recently here. Um, you know, John Collins, a guy that could potentially be shipping out, obviously with him yeah. coming up on his free agency. Uh, Kevin O'Connor saying they're interested in Lonzo Ball. Um, they're interested in Marcus Smart as yeah. well. Um, potentially moving bogey, potentially moving uh, Cam Reddish. So, um, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but definitely going to be an interesting team here at the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, Hawks have the player, young talent, assets, and veterans that they can trade to make to up, upgrade their roster with, you yeah. know, maybe an impact player like Marcus Smart. And then, you know, um, John Collins is a highly coveted guy to get front court help for some of these teams like the Boston Celtics that kind of need them. So it's going to be a very, very interesting, you know, this week trade deadline coming up with, with a lot of names that are cir- uh, circulating within the trade rumors. The, another guy that's really been uh, uh, circulating in the trade rumors has been Lonzo Ball. And uh, I think last week I saw a report where, you know, LeVar Ball came out and said that he wants he Lonzo wants to get out of New Orleans and that he hates it there. I mean, I don't know how much of a credible source LeVar Ball is, but, um, you know, there's been a lot of teams that are interested in Atlanta Hawks. The, uh, the, the biggest team I think that's been interested is LA Clippers that kind of need that point guard to kind of to kind of run the offense, right? And Alonzo has been a guy that's been knocking down three-point shots, so I think that would be a great fit for for the uh, Clippers and Alonzo Ball on that team. Um, you have any thoughts on Alonzo Ball? Yeah, let's take a, uh, a quick break here for the first break, and then we're going to come back and uh, keep the trade deadline talk going. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends, and your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to BetQL.com to get started today, or head to the App Store or Google Play to download BetQL. And bet smarter, not harder. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's BetQL.com, promo code MARCH30. I'm looking at some BetQL NBA recommendations right now. They like a couple overs in the NBA tonight. Going to go over and bet those uh, based on these profitable trends. So remember, get uh, BetQL promo code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for an entire year. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I you bring up Lonzo Ball. I, I think he's definitely going to be potentially one of the biggest names moved at the deadline. Uh, the way I see Lonzo, I mean, he's kind of the perfect piece for the playoffs, right? Because he can really guard um, on the perimeter, and and he can, you know, despite his reputation, he really is a knockdown catch and shoot guy. He can really support your other star players. You know, he's kind of the perfect ancillary player. I think with New Orleans, I mean, their roster construction is kind of weird. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I have another question I want to throw on you in a little, but sure. With Lonzo, I mean, I think the teams you're looking at right now are the Bulls, the Hawks, the Clippers, and the Knicks are teams that I've seen bandied about. Um, so, I mean, it's going to take something to get to get them off him. Obviously, the goal of having him, I guess, is to have his restricted rights for the for free agency, um, so you can have a better chance of keeping him. But what would be? In, and I don't want to get this about New Orleans, but. I feel like no one has answered this question. What would be your ideal starting, you know, your ideal player types to build around Zion Williamson in New Orleans? If, if you were the GM of that team, I feel like no one has actually even attempted to answer that question. There seems to be a tacit assumption that it's not B.I. and Lonzo, but what does New Orleans need? If they could have anybody, what type of team would you build around Zion? I think that with Zion first of all if you take a look at his at the way he plays the game he's a he's not a shooter right he's a guy that can you know get the ball on the wing he can with his quickness that he has he's able to get to the to the basket and finish around the rim i, I think that bi for me is the answer next to a guy like Zion because bi is a guy that can knock down the three point shot he can create his own shot and he can knock down the jump shot when you need it. And in a lot of games that I've saw uh, the Pelicans playing BI is, is a guy that can knock down that jump shot. Right. And it's kind of going back to kind of comparing Giannis and how Chris Middleton are in Milwaukee, that Giannis doesn't have the jump shot, but he's a guy that can, you know, get to the rim and, and just dunk it versus you have a Chris Middleton that can knock down jump shots and, you know, fadeaway jumpers and three point shots. So I, I think, I would I would stick with Zion and BI and then it's getting a point guard that's a pass first point guard and kind of setting up the offense and Lonzo I don't think is the answer for them so going out and getting a point guard I mean can't think of any names off the top of my head right now but I think that would kind of be the core of where I'm starting and you kind of take a look at their roster right now for the Pelicans I mean I think you were right where we don't know where this off or what their roster is going to be constructed of. You have Zion BI and then you have Lonzo, Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart. And then there's not much after that. And then if you're kind of saying that, Hey, you know, you want Kira Lewis jr. To be the part of your future. You also have Jackson Hayes there. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the construction, but I, I think to answer your question, I think I would build around those two guys and get a pass first point guard that can kind of run your offense and kind of what Stan Van Gundy wants, because Van Gundy is a guy that he believes in defense before offense. And and I think he's really trying to buy these guys into playing defense first because you have the guys on offense right now. Right. And I think that's been the Achilles Hill Achilles Hill for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans this season. Yeah. I, I just think it's so interesting. Like to me, when you look at Lonzo, 
he's been he's been probably arguably the most talked about player in trade rumors so far and like Mm -hmm. you know i would be thinking maybe you want to keep this guy i don't know i mean the pelicans 18 and 24 four and six in their last 10 games you know they they have kind of starting to figure out an offense but still not defense i know you we always like to look at them as a uh, cash cow to the over um yeah so you know i think i think they're definitely a team to watch you know there are all these teams that are maybe competing for the play-in but is that really you know a thing you want to compete for it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens um any other big names you're looking at for the trade deadline we're going to get to uh tuesday breakdowns in a little bit here that's tuesday march 23rd but anything else you want to talk about with regard to the trade deadline seems like victor oladipo aaron gordon um are a couple names that were being mentioned a lot today yeah i think zach Lowe put out a little uh okay i was gonna read that on yeah, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say I was going to read that later. Not, not right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> like, quickly, he just uh, mentioned four guys, and I think you already hit two of them, was um, Victor Oladipo and Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon was kind of rumored with the Rockets, and I'm not sure if that's a guy that makes sense for the Rockets, but then wow. another report came out, yeah, that said that he wants to go to a team that um, – that's going to make a playoff push. And obviously that's not the Rockets. And then with Victor Oladipo, um, I think definitely the Rockets do need to trade him. And the rumor is that they want a young, talented player and at least a first-round pick at minimum. And I think that the one of the teams that has been rumored to kind of keep an eye on Victor Oladipo has been the New York Knicks because they do have the young talent that they can trade and also, you know, if they can trade a first round pick for Victor Oladipo as kind of the starting point of that trade. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where Victor Oladipo ends up. I think I want to say he does end up in New York or I think the other team would be Miami. Fuck, I, I would I would hate if he ended up in New York. <laughs> and I, know, I know I know you're a Rockets fan, but that would that would be t- I mean, I feel for Victor Oladipo, right, because he I mean, before that injury, he was just so explosive. He was so good, and now is he? He's just kind of tough to watch now. Yeah, and and I mean, there was uh, in the midst of this twenty-game losing streak for the Rockets, I was painfully <laughs> watching this game last night or against uh, Thunder yesterday, and I think it was like less than a minute left. Rockets were down by like a, a point, and then he kind of dribbles the basketball up, and Jayshon Tate is wide open, cutting to the basket. Doesn't pass it to him. Victor Oladipo kind of pulls up from like 30 feet out and jacks up a three-pointer. So, I mean, I don't think he wants to be with the Rockets. I think like we've mentioned that he wants to kind of get out to either Miami or kind of this big market scene where he wants to get there and sign a long-term deal and kind of go from there. And then I think the last guy I think we kind of need to mention is that that's been rumored at least has been Kyle Lowry and and where he oh yeah up. and um you know there's been reports that you know Toronto doesn't want to trade him but then we're hearing that you know Miami wants to make a push for him or or Philly wants to make a push for him so it's going to be interesting trade deadlines i mean there's not those big big names that we hear about at trade deadlines that superstar getting traded but guys like Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball and Aaron Gordon i think it's going to be a, a exciting uh, trade deadline here coming up on thursday yeah and that's thursday and just uh, for all the people out there me you um and dan titus from sgpn we're all gonna be getting together for a uh, three-person podcast on thursday night to break down the ramifications of the trade deadline sure we'll be talking you know futures that type of thing how we see those type of deals affecting the marketplace um 
And we'll also be on Wednesday with Bobby Zephyro uh, previewing more of the trade deadline, talking some more games. So a um, lot coming up this week. And definitely stay tuned on the Slack channel at sg.pn slash Slack. Join the conversation. We're always on there talking games. And I'm sure we'll have trade rumors and that type of thing. Anything else that you want to discuss before we get to the uh, Tuesday night slate? I think lastly, if you do want to kind of get into the MVP odds that um, now that LeBron is injured, um, I kind of posted in the Slack channel. It was that uh, the Joker is now favored at minus odds to win the MVP. What did you kind of think shit. of that? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really see the support for, for Joker. I, I mean, doesn't it kind of feel like casuals kind of appreciate him more than like the national media? I, I could be uh, wrong I about that. We, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like there's a yeah. lot of now kind of like LeBron or Embiid. I've seen Dame been bandied about um, guys that have tended to get more respect, but I don't know. Yeah. And when I saw that, it was really surprising to me. I mean, right now I'm seeing at a book that he's at minus 108 to win the MVP. And I don't even think LeBron ever reached minus odds. I mean, we talked about it last week before his injury when Embiid went down. He's around plus 160, I think. I also discussed this with uh, Dan on the podcast. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, there. I think there's that creates value for some of these other guys. I think yes. Lucas at close to 15 to 1. You could get down on um, Dame at 14 to 1 and then Harden at 10 to 1. So those are three guys that kind of pop off to me at least. And then I think if you want a very, very long shot, Kawhi is sitting there at close to 47 to one. So if Clippers somehow end up as a number one seed and Kawhi is going to, you know, he continues to play well, um, you know, there's now, now there's been there, then now there's a lot of value here in, um, in the MVP market with the two injuries to the two guys that were favored um, post all-star break. Yeah. I think with Kawhi, I mean, I, I'm on Kawhi for MVP, so I'm going to continue banging the drum. Hopefully okay. some MVP voters are listening to this, but I think he's sneaky, been one of the best players in the league this year, one of the best offensive players in the league at least. And you look at this Clipper team, I mean, they're they're ahead of the Nuggets and the Blazers in the standings. Like if if that's what you care about, um, then, you know, yeah. he's ahead of he's ahead of Jokic, he's ahead of Dame, he's ahead of Luka, he's ahead of Steph. Um, and, you know, I yeah. feel like, that, you know, they're kind of slumping here, so they could be ripe to rise at the standings. So it doesn't really seem like there's that much energy for Kawhi. I know these things always do kind of come down to the narrative. I think Giannis is a guy who I, I, I'll keep saying, I mean, he basically got better and he was the MVP and defensive player of the year last year mm-hmm. and, and improved um, offensively at least. And then, yeah, Dame, I mean, Dame is, is quietly having just an insane year offensively. Um, basically carried this Blazers team without CJ, without Nurk for a long period of time. They're still in the sixth seed, averaging 30 a game. Um you know, eight assists, you know, good, very efficient. And then obviously what he's done in the clutch this year, just hitting so many big shots night after night, you know, you always can turn on league pass and see Dame in a close game and it's Dame time. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think all those guys, I don't think Jokic is the favorite. I mean, I think it's kind of a mishmash. I I don't see it this way. And I, I am also looking at minus 110 for Jokic and very surprised. The last name I want to throw out you, and it's a long shot, and I'm not sure why it's such a long shot, but if this team ends up as a number one seed, 
Donovan Mitchell is sitting there at 87 to one. Now, if they end up as a number one seed in the Western conference, do you think that he has a chance to get MVP? Uh, I mean, I, that's the kind of number where I think that prop swap should be more like of a, of a bigger marketplace, something like that. Like, yeah, I don't see him winning it, but I do see 100% uh, him mounting some sort of a campaign. I could see that becoming the flavor of the month if the Jazz got hot again. I mean, you look at these numbers, 25 points, five assists, five boards. Now, he hasn't been as efficient as the other guys, but certainly has the counting stats case to, um, you know, get in the picture. Yeah, if the Jazz run away with the one seed, I think you're going to see people start to bring up his name. I think he's kind of the name that's knocking on the door if you cap it at like Luca and Steph as the, and, and Harden, I guess. Yeah. So I would I could see Donovan Mitchell knocking at the door. It would be really fun if there was like an MVP stock market place where you could like trade on this type of stuff and if, if his price ro- ro- rose. But yeah, I think that that I mean that would be that would be crazy if if he came into the picture. It's just really crazy. I mean, I'm on the ESPN.com. Uh, stat profile and he's averaging 25.5 points per game and he's 15th in the nba in scoring that's crazy. it's just it's just crazy where we are at in terms of these point totals i think the last thing is is that i i think if Embiid comes back here in the next week or in the next two weeks i know they said that he was going to be out two to three weeks um it's already been one week but i mean him sitting there at six to one if he comes back and plays the level that he was playing at in Philly somehow ends up with a number one seed. I think there's some value now there on Joel Embiid just because he went down with an injury. But if he comes back and plays at the level he was, um, you know, I'm already down on Embiid, but there's a better number now out there because of his injury. So, I mean, almost like I think the MVP race is wide open. So it's going to be, you know, I think these next two to three weeks, we're going to start seeing a narrative of who the MVP is going to be for, for, for the regular season. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember a more even race than this. Um, again, I'm shocked to see Jokic as a favorite. I think Embiid makes a lot of sense, although they did say they're going to be extremely cautious with his return yeah. to the court, uh, so you might lose some minutes there. Let's take another break here, and then we will um, get into Tuesday's slate, hopefully. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Hopefully you entered the Odds Crowd contest for March Madness for your chance to win $8,000. And now, don't forget to enter your March Madness picks over at oddscrowd.com as the contest heats up. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built just for sports bettors. So free, feel, feel free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors. You can track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and much more. Download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by pickswise.com. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction at pickswise.com. On every game, every day, every sport, and it's all for free. Pixwise is now presenting the Capper Contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting pixwise.com slash march dash madness. That's pixwise.com slash march dash madness. 
Okay, and welcome back, everyone. We are going to get into the games here for uh, Tuesday, March 23rd. We're recording this Monday night, have lines for um, almost all the games for tomorrow night, so we'll be able to get into side and total for each of these. And um, let's start in Orlando. Uh, so this is Tuesday night, so you still have two nights before the trade deadline, so maybe not one of those games. And keep in mind when you're betting this week that guys can be late scratches and you know randomly be pulled from a game based on trade talks. So that's one thing to definitely keep in mind when you're looking at the slate. Um, and Orlando obviously has a number of names in the, in the trade talks. Denver coming off a tough loss to New Orleans goes to Orlando laying seven and a half on the road. And the total is total is two eighteen. Munaf, where are you going with this game? Yeah. I kind of like Denver in this game. I mean, this is a good bounce back spot for them after the loss of the Pelicans here. Um, we're seeing what seven and a half point favorites here. The Denver yep. Nuggets. Yeah. Are nine and six on the road as home favorites. Um, you know, I think this is a good spot for them to kind of get back on track against a weaker opponent here. And uh, yeah, pretty short and simple. Give me Denver tomorrow night against, against the Orlando magic. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those spots where I definitely think um, Denver could, you know, maybe take this game, not so seriously come back and they, and I would love to hit them money line live at some point if they're down in the first half yeah. or something like that. Definitely feels like that kind of game, you know, with the Orlando team, um, one in four and they're one in nine in their last 10. I was going to say one in four in their last five. And, you know, I, that this win over Brooklyn is a, a little bit spooky to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to see, did, did James Harden play in that game? Yes. Right. No. Did, uh, yeah. yeah. James Harden played in that game. He was four of uh, 15 with nine points. Uh, Kyrie went off for 43, but Orlando was able to get that win against Brooklyn um, at home, similar spot. Um, obviously, you know, I don't know what the line was in that game. Maybe, you know, eight, eight and a half here. You have seven and a half. I think with Denver, um, kind of like what you said though, coming off a loss, a game they probably could have won and should have won against new Orleans. Now you come in with another inferior opponent in Orlando. Um, you know, you got to get this win in the middle, in the middle of the, um, of, of the playoff race. So I think definitely could be a money line parlay leg, but yeah, I will lay the seven and a half. If I had to choose, what about the total of two eighteen? Yeah. I think the question that it's going to become is Orlando going to be able to score enough points for you to take, kind of take the over, but if you kind of take a let, take a look at um, Denver's three game winning, winning streak that they had, excuse me, um, in the three games that they won, all three games uh, went over. And then against the Pelicans, uh, in their loss, it kind of went under the total. But um, you, you take a look at Denver on the road as a favorite, 10-5 and five to the over. Um, so, I mean, some of the trends that you kind of look at with Denver, especially on the road, um, it tends to kind of play over. It's just going to depend on who is going to be in for the Orlando Magic and are they going to be able to score enough points to kind of keep up with uh for the scoring and doing their part to kind of get the uh to get the over but uh I'll lean with the under I think we may see a better defensive effort from Denver uh and uh squeak out of our uh I think the game will end up going under uh and and taking Denver a minus seven and a half maybe a little parlay there yeah, I think I think a parlay with the under kind of looks actually pretty good. Um, you know, or, or no real trends to go off here with the total, but you know, yeah. with with this Orlando team, 
you know, I mean, you, you, you compare these side-by-side profiles of the scores of their games. Denver has gone over this number in their last five games. Orlando has gone under it in, you know, four of their last five games. So kind of set right in the middle of the two in terms of who can dictate here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think with Denver, when they're locked in, they can be locked in on the defensive end um, and, and hold a team yeah. down a little bit. So, yeah, I think I think the under does make sense here. Um in terms of players I'd be, I'd be targeting in this game, kind of tough to say. Um, you know, I, I do obviously think that, that you know, with Denver, it's it's Jokic every night. You got you to take a look at him, especially with a team like Orlando that can be softer inside. Um, you know, Daniel mm-hmm. Tice had a lot of success against this team um, in their last matchup. Jalen Brown, you know, also getting to the rack. He had 34 points against Orlando. So, you know, guys that can attack the rim against the Orlando team might have some success, but any other players you're targeting for this game? Yeah, I think Michael Porter Jr. is another guy that's been playing well for uh, yep. the Denver Nuggets here. So I think if you see a rebounding prop on them, uh, on him, I know the coach, uh, you had mentioned this a, couple, a while back, is that they needed him to be a better rebounder. Um, so I think if you see some Michael, jo- Michael Jordan, Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> um, player props with like a points and a rebounds number. I think that may be something to target. I think it's time for Michael Porter Jr. to kind of be that third guy uh, for, for the Denver Nuggets here. Yeah. And he definitely thinks he is Michael Jordan. Definitely not, 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 <laughs> not quite there yet, but he kid is not shy on confidence. Um, anything else in that game or you want to move on? No, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, you you mentioned there are some duds on this Tuesday night slate, but we got to represent the NBA as, you know, everyone's going to be flocking. No March Madness games tomorrow night. The Lakers. For sure. The Lakers, Sons, LeBron James, Sons, Anthony Davis travel to New Orleans. This line's only five and a half. That feels really light to me. I, I really like the Pelicans in this spot. Coming off a win against Denver where – you know, they were able to, you know, beat an, another Western Conference playoff team on the road, come home to a beat-up Laker team where, you know, you don't get to get this shot against the Lakers very often, especially as a young team. So I really like the Pelicans minus a five-and-a-half here. Don't know if that number will be around for long. Yeah, so is this still a revenge game for the guys that got traded for Anthony Davis? So is that still on their mind, or is that kind of something you think they've kind of moved past? I think I, I think it still is. I think with with the Lakers, it definitely the salt is extra extra high, and you know the Lakers are not normally downtrodden. So when you get the chance to kind of beat down on them, I feel like these guys are going to be eager to do so. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm surprised to see that number hovering at five and a half. Though I mean, if you can see if you if you see that number, you know, tonight or whenever this podcast released. I would jump on that number because I think it's a little low. I mean, they got blown out by Phoenix at home. Um, Atlanta beat them uh, in that second half without LeBron James. So um, Pelicans at oh, they're at home. I see, right? Yeah, Pelicans so, are home. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, you know, I, there are they are three and ten against the spread as home favorites, but when you don't have LeBron James or Anthony Davis, um, I think this is a spot for the Pelicans to to pick up a W against. Um, the kind of the B team of the Lakers here. So um, uh, I like the. I also do like the Pelicans on the points tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I think with this Pelicans team, uh, you know, the Suns were able to put up one eleven against this Lakers team without LeBron and AD. Keep in mind, LeBron and AD, it's not just that they, they don't, they, they become a worse defensive team too. So, you know, with yeah. those guys are so instrumental, their defense So the Suns, 
put up 111, and that's with going 9 of 32, 28% from three-point land. So, you know, the potential is there to put on a route against these guys. You look at DeAndre Ayton, to 10 of 13 on twos, 6 of 7 at the free throw line. I think we could see a big Zion Williamson game here getting inside and attacking the paint. He was really good against Denver, too. So, you know, you look at this total at 221 and a half. You know, my only question is, are the Lakers going to be able to score, you know, 95, really? Because I, I think New Orleans will have their way. So maybe a New Orleans team total could be good looking in this game. But um, I, I'm all over the Pelicans here. I see you nodding your head. Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, Pelicans team total might be an angle to look at it if you don't like the game total here. So, um, you know, like you mentioned that when you have possibly your two best defensive players in LeBron James and Anthony Davis not on the, not on the floor, your defensive rate numbers and your 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 effort is kind of going to significantly fall off. So, um, you know, look for Zion to have a big game, like you mentioned, B.I. to have a big game. Um, and and uh, I kind of do like some B.I. props tomorrow night, but definitely Pelicans on the points here against the spread and then Pelicans um, team total tomorrow here against the Lakers. Ditto, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some uh, player prop discussion in the Slack at sg.pn slash Slack. Let's take a quick break, and we will come back with more of the games. We're also brought to you by BetterThan.Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag Degens only care about, and that's sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house, and it's legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays you like and have someone in the Better Edge marketplace take the other side. And they have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R edge. Dot com promo code SGP. All right, next game up on the slate, and this actually should be a sneaky, pretty good game, is the Washington Wizards travel to New York. Knicks laying three at home. Total is 225. Knicks coming off some heartbreaking losses in the last couple of weeks where they've been right there against the cream of the cop in the Eastern Conference, unable to close them out. Last night, lose by one against the Sixers at home. Um, but here we have laying three against the Wizards. Where are you going with this matchup, Muna? Yeah, I mean, you take a look at the past three games of the New York Knicks. They lost by three to the Sixers. They squeaked out a win against Orlando by one, and they lost to Philly by one. So, um, you know, I think this is, yeah, like you mentioned, this might be a really sneaky good game. You know, one of the more high-powered offenses in our league with the Wizards going up against one of the top defensive teams. So I think whichever team kind of establishes their style here um, might come out on top. I I, I want to lean with the Wizards here tomorrow night again against the uh, New York Knicks. Um, I know you had mentioned when in our um, podcast um, previewing the second half is that the Knicks might be a team that kind of fall off here in the second half of the season. And we're kind of starting to see that here a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh um, you know, I think the Wizards have been playing well. I mean, it hasn't translated to wins for them, but 
you know, they were in the game against against the um the, the Brooklyn Nets the other night, but you know, kind of you know lost some gas there towards the end. They cover the number. Um, you know, they've only won one game out of their last, let's see, seven here games here. So this is a a um one of those mini series here. So they have to, this is a two game set for these two teams. So if you see, you know, a lot of the trend has been that, you know, a lot of these teams have been splitting these, these mini series. So if you see one of these teams, whichever team wins here tomorrow night, take the other team to cover the uh, number or possibly get the W on in the next game. But as far as tomorrow night, kind of like Washington here, I think Russ and Bradley Beal will play well at Madison square garden and kind of, you know, get this W um, that they much need if they want to try to make the playoffs here. Yeah, I think this definitely does feel like a good spot to take Washington. I mean, it feels like, you know, with Russ and Beal, like you said, they they somehow lose every game, but they somehow are also like, you know, competitive in every game. And they're right yeah. there with, with good teams. You know, there's not the Bucks, the Nets, uh, the Jazz. You know, they, they're always scoring points. You know, they're right there. You, you Everyone in the NBA respects Russ and Beal so much. Um, so, you know, I think... I, part of me wants to take the Knicks here. It does feel like kind of a small line, but again, I mean, with the Wizards, it, it, it probably is the right line. You know, Knicks six and two ATS is a home favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that one out there. Nice little yeah. trend. Um, and and um, obviously, the Knicks first half um, had not been following that trend in the second ha- in the second half of the season. But you know, it does feel like coming off the that loss to the Sixers. Still in the playoff hunt, you know we we got to get this one against the Wizards coming into town. So, you know I, I could see yeah. a case for the Knicks here, um, but you know I think this is going to be a good game to watch. Thoughts on the total of two twenty five? I know it's all three of these games kind of feel like one team dragging it down and one team pushing it up. Yeah, and the interesting part, like I said, it was was going to be which team kind of establishes yeah. their style of play. Right? We've seen Tibbs that wants to. This team to that is one of the better defensive teams uh, in the league here, and then you see the Washington Wizards number one in pace, New York number thirty in pace. So um, it's going to be interesting to see which team kind of establishes their style of play. Whether Washington is going to get up and down the floor, or if this turns into a half court game, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the under here for tomorrow night uh, between these two teams. Um, I think, you know, Washington, if you you look at their totals and they're over the last four games, they've all been above 240 points and they've split the over under at uh, two and two. So I think um, these two teams got together on on, February 12th and New York won that game 109.91 and the under sailed. It was posted at 218 and a half. Um, but I'm going to stay with the under here tomorrow night. I think this will be a good defensive battle between these two teams. And I think this is a, this is a game where Washington defensively needs to step up if they want to kind of get this W. Yeah. And last time these two teams played a one Oh nine 91 victory for the Knicks yeah. in Washington, obviously sailed onto the total. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, that, that's a great point. You mentioned these last four games with the Wizards, they've been playing, you know, these up-tempo offensive teams and now, you basically play the absolute opposite style. Um, as we speak, Mark Stein just said that the uh, the Heat are increasing their pursuit of Kyle Lowry and LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, just an interesting tweet that just dropped right there. Um, next game on the slate, this should be a great game, although no Kyrie Irving on this road trip for the Brooklyn Nets. Very interesting. He taking more time off, so wish all the best to him. 
Brooklyn goes to Portland, where Portland is a one and a half point favorite. Total is 236 and a half. Um, can James Harden carry his team against Dane Willard? Uh, Munaf, what are you thinking with this matchup here? Yeah, I think this is a game for um, Portland to kind of get the nasty taste out of their mouth by getting pounded the last game against the Dallas Mavericks. I think they lost that game by 40. And, um, you know, with no Kyrie Irving and now Harding having to take on both uh, CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, um, is that going to be enough for the Brooklyn Nets to kind of have to kind of beat this Portland team? And I don't think it will be. I, I do like Portland here at home tomorrow night. Um, did you see a line posted for this game? Yeah, it is uh, Portland minus one and a half. Yeah, it's almost like a pretty much a pick them. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm going to stay with Portland here. I mean, I know the numbers don't back it up. You know, Portland is six and nine as a home favorite um, against the spread. But um, I think it's a good bounce back spot for um, for for the uh, for the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think I think it is too. I mean, I think Dame is going to really just stress out this this. Brooklyn defense. I think Portland, maybe on a team total here, I, I don't see how Brooklyn's going to handle them, especially with their depth reduced. So I do like Portland as well. You know, I didn't even realize they lost by 40 last night. Perks of uh, playing on the, on, during March Madness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think with the Blazers, obviously CJ's back. Uh, I think, you know, between Dame and CJ, no mm-hmm. place to hard hide, uh, to hide Harden. Yeah. You know, really stress out their backcourt depth. So I think this is a, is a good spot for Portland here. And, you know, with Kyrie missing this road trip, I do feel like, as well as James Harden had, you know, a slight neck injury in their game last night, although he was able to return to the game. So mm-hmm. something potentially to monitor. What did you, did you catch any of the Blake Griffin debut? I, I didn't really see much. I saw there was a lot of celebration of him dunking, which was kind of sad to see, honestly. Yeah. I saw uh, when he – I'm not sure if he played in the first half, but I, I kind of caught the second half where he checked in. And uh, I think his first basket was he he got the ball like above the three-point line, kind of gave a pump fake to his defender, and he drove the ball in and it just went up for the dunk. And I know that there was – you know, he hasn't he hadn't dunked in about, what, 400-plus days. So that's why <laughs> the, kind of, the bench kind of got started celebrating for Blake. But, um, you know, Harden got in on it and kind of gave him a high five. So that was really, you know, it was interesting to see. But, um, uh, yeah, I think that was the only highlight I kind of saw from uh, Blake Griffin uh, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, do- it, it doesn't really seem like he's going to factor that much into their plans. Uh, he played yeah. 15 minutes. He was plus 12, but only took two shots. Other, record- other stats recorded two rebounds. I mean, doesn't really seem like a huge part of their rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be really – I mean, they still kind of have to decide who their guys are when KD gets back. Obviously, Joe Harris. I think, obviously, now Bruce Brown. Um, but is it Claxton? Is it DeAndre Jordan? Does Shamit be a part of that? Shamit also um, turned an ankle, so another key injury in the playoff race right there mm-hmm. um, in that game. Total, 236-and-a-half. Kind of like, like it to go over. I could see this being a, a big up-tempo scoring game. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I mean, you kind of take a look at the stats here. Both of these teams are top almost five across the board in three-point shooting. Um, three-point shooting uh, percentage, Brooklyn is number two. Portland is number nine. Uh, three-point makes per game, Brooklyn is number four. Portland, number two. And then attempts, uh, three-point attempts per game, 
Brooklyn number nine, Portland number two. So we're going to see a lot of three-point shooting here tomorrow night between these two teams. And they have the firepower for these two teams to get up the shots, right? Damian Lillard, TJ McCollum, Robert Covington's another guy that can shoot the three ball for them. So uh, then you look on the flip side, Portland with James Harden and uh, Jeff Green and and, uh, Joe Harris, they're probably their best three-point shooter. Um, Obviously no Kyrie tomorrow night, but I think you'll probably see more minutes for a guy like Tyler Johnson, and Bruce Brown, the, the guys that can, you know, get up the three-point shots. So uh, look out for a lot of three-point shooting here tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's right on. A um, couple more games here that don't have lines. I'm not quite sure why. Phoenix goes to Miami. This should be a great game tomorrow night. Any injuries yeah. that you're aware of here that keep this line at the board? I don't think so. I was watching the I uh, caught some of the Miami and uh, Pacers game. I think they had played earlier in the day and it went to overtime. But yep, um, everything everybody was playing for the Miami Heat in that game. Uh, only guy that was out was uh, Goran Dragic, but everybody else, Tyler Hero played. Uh, you know, Trevor Reza was a sighting to see. That was interesting. He got 19 <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean. Butler, uh, Adebayo was out there. Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson. Also, their main, most of their main guys were playing except for Dragic. And I don't see any injuries for for the Phoenix um, for the Phoenix Suns. So, I think this is one, I think this will be one of the one of the fun and better games um, tomorrow night. I think this is a, a interesting matchup between these these two teams. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just uh, from Ira Winderman on the Heat report, um, no really key injuries. Uh, Dragic is questionable for this game, but no real main guy injuries to the Heat. So uh, we can get into breaking this game down a little bit. No line here. I mean, what are we thinking? Round to pick them? I mean, that feels like maybe. Yeah, maybe I was probably thinking maybe. Yeah, Phoenix. I, mean, I think maybe I'd be pick them or maybe I think I was thinking Phoenix maybe by a point or two, but. Um, It'll be interesting to see where this line comes out. Let me see another site if we can see if there's a line posted. But definitely interesting matchup here. I think this is going to be a very slow-paced game, at least, because these two teams kind of do pride themselves on the defensive end. But, um, um, I mean, statistically, both these teams are tops in you know defending the paint. Uh, they're tops in uh, three-point shooting. Uh, number three defense is Phoenix. Number nine is Miami. Um you know, both of these teams are ranked bottom in pace, you know, number 27, Phoenix, number 25, Miami. So um, kind of do like the under in this game for tomorrow night between these two teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I have for this game at least. Yeah. And again, no line yet, but I, yeah, I, no. I, I, I agree. I think this is going to be one of the better games on the slate tomorrow night, obviously um, two teams that can really challenge each other defensively, like you said. So, you know, if that total is reasonable, I could like this going under, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of really fun matchups, obviously with Jimmy, hopefully guarding uh, Devin Booker a little bit. That'd be really fun to watch. Um, Yeah. And then bam gets the matchup. So, you know, perhaps that there's maybe some trade rumors going on with Miami that keep this line off the board. Um, You know, I think with, with Miami, they kind of, They've been up and down. Uh, they they haven't really like made that burst, or they they did kind of make that burst. Now a three game losing streak here. All three games they were favored in, you know, at the Grizzlies, back to back at home against the Pacers. Really surprising. So I think they could get right against the Suns here. But again, I mean, with this Heat team, always want to trust them because of what they showed in the playoffs last year. But again, I mean, 
on on its own merits that this team isn't that good. But again, you know, you got to got to trust it. Tyler Hero is a guy really been struggling. He was four of sixteen yeah. um, and oh of seven from three, including a brutal air ball down the stretch of that Indiana game. So bet they are regretting not trading him for James Harden um, at at this point. Um, one more game on the sleeper tomorrow night. Philly goes to Golden State. Um, hopefully, Steph Curry is back. I'm assuming that is what – and obviously, Joel will not be back. Um, but mm-hmm. I think this is a good spot for Golden State. I've I been actually pretty impressed with how they were playing. The emergence of Jordan Poole has been really fun to watch for this Golden State team. Yeah, I mean, they called him up after, you know, um, I think the um, – The gobble. Curry injury, but yeah, so – yeah. You know, he's been playing well. So uh, I think we had mentioned this on the Friday uh, locker room was that we knew that Curry was going to be out and it was kind of take a look at some Andrew Wiggins props. And I think I saw his number posted at 20 and a half. And I think he went off for like 40 that night. So yep. if Curry's not able to go tomorrow night, um, you know, take a look at some Andrew Wiggins props again. Um, but this is a, uh, this is going to be a good game. Uh, hopefully Curry's able to go. So um, yeah, I think if Curry's able to go, I do like, um, uh, Golden State at home in this spot, um, you know, uh, as a home dog, you know, not much there for Golden State. They're five and five against the spread, um, you know, not much on the total. I mean, everything's almost kind of even across the board, but I think this is a good situational spot for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Philadelphia eight and ten, eight, ten and two against the spread on the road. Um, if they are favored tomorrow night, six, six and two against the spread as home favored. So. Not much there for Philadelphia, but uh, I think a good spot for the um, for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I think with the Warriors, I mean, with, without Joel Embiid, the Sixers' offense just so reliant on the three ball falling or not. Like against mm-hmm. Sacramento, they hit I think fifty percent of their threes or more, and then against the, the Knicks last night, they looked really bad, and the Knicks kind of took them out of what they wanted to do. You know, with the Warriors, not a great defense, but top 14 defense in their last 10 games. Been on the offensive end where they kind of struggled. So do think this sets up nicely for the home dog. We will have our picks for all of these games on Tally site on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We'll be running through the games on our Slack channel at sg.pn slash Slack. Munaf, where can the people find you? on Twitter and anything else you want to get off your chest before we finish recording here. I think just last thing I wanted to mention was Philadelphia over the last 10 games, number one in net rating um, in the league, you know, they're eight and two in their last 10 games have a net rating of plus 11.7. So um, Philly's been playing well, even without Joel Embiid. I mean, you know, maybe they're not playing the quality opponents, but they're still getting the job done where they need to. So uh, kind of shout out to the Philadelphia six, uh, 76ers there. But as far yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Usually play, uh, posting my player props of the day and totals. And didn't have a great week last week, but hopefully we can you know turn that around uh, coming this week. And I do have a player prop going off tonight. And then I'll po- be posting um, player props uh, all throughout the week. And just make sure this week to turn on your uh, notifications from Wooj and Shump. So... A lot of trade rumors speculating, and uh, I know you're on your Twitter. You're going to have them um, turn your notifications on also, right, Zach? Yeah, I, I always had notifications on for Woj and Shams. Munaf, we love you because I tried to exit the pod, and you started to throw out more Sixers trends for the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's just hashtag Dejans only. You can follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Schedule for this week. We'll be back on Wednesday with Bobby 
We will be back on Thursday with Dan hosting, breaking down the trade deadline. So that should be good for, you know, Friday morning or for the weekend or whenever you like to listen to your pods. We'll be back uh, with you on Wednesday. So talk to you then. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-